when we're advertising on Facebook, we're not just going out there and saying, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. We're, go we're going out there with content to say, you know, here are five reasons you should see a chiropractor if you have back pain. And then guess what's going to happen? All the people that consume that content around back pain are essentially pre-qualifying themselves. Hi there. Welcome back to CC Talks. Here's your host, Ilari Severi, the head of marketing and communications of Creative Clicks. In our podcast series, we not only introduce you to our company, Creative Clicks, but we also talk about several topics regarding mobile and performance marketing, together with special guests and experts in the field. Today, I'm very happy to welcome a Facebook ad super expert, as I like to call him. He's also a multi-award winning entrepreneur, speaker, podcast host, and director of Yatter, a Facebook advertising agency that helps brands across the world to scale. His work has been featured on the likes of Virgin.com, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur on Fire, Kissmetrics, and Social Media Examiner. I'm talking about Gavin Bell. Together with him, we will cover the following topics. The number one reason your current advertising efforts aren't performing and how to fix them. How to quickly create ad campaigns and build your audience and generate leads on autopilot, even if you're not techie and how to only attract qualified leads that are excited to buy from you so you can stop wasting time speaking to unqualified leads. But let's first welcome Gavin. Hey, Gavin, so nice to have you here today. How are you? I am great. Thanks so much for having me. Super expert. That's, uh, that's some title. You are a super expert. That's why you're here today. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, my first question regards the first point that I just mentioned at the beginning. And, well, nowadays... Everybody knows that without boosting content with some paid ads is hard to reach large audiences or let's say specific target group and let alone generate leads and bring prospects down the sales funnel. However, setting up successful campaigns is not that easy. And in fact, it can happen that even when we think we set up a campaign correctly with the audiences that we want, the geo we want and so on, it is still not giving us the results that we want. So can you tell us why is that and what can be done in order to fix this? Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a few crucial elements to any advertising campaign. And, you know, I've done hundreds of audits across lots of different industries, niches mm -hmm. and, and business types. I tend to always find the same mistakes happening. Mm. So let's presume here that the people listening are business owners or, or marketers that have yeah. a business that already has a proof of concept because one thing is to make sure is Facebook advertising is only going to amplify what's already happening in your business. So if you've got mm -hmm. a business that Correct. people don't actually, you know, you've got an offer that people don't actually want, then Facebook ads aren't going to help you. So let's kind of presume that everyone has a business model that is already working and, and people yeah. already like. Right. So when I've been jumping into data accounts and, and taking a look at what's going on, there, there, there's two two things that te that tend to repeat themselves. The, f the first one is around testing. And people, you know, setting up a Facebook ad campaign with one offer, trying to send it to one audience, and they've mm -hmm. maybe got one ad running it at one time. And when you create a campaign like this, so one offer, one audience, one ad, what, what you're really doing there is you're, is you're relying on luck. Because you're saying, you know, I think that this ad is going to resonate with this audience, but then you spend money and either you're right and that's great or you're wrong. But if you're wrong, you don't really have any data. Yeah. You just know you're wrong. Yeah. And so what, what we need to do when we create an ad campaign is actually to start thinking about it 
as a scientific experiment. That's the best way to think about it. Yeah. So we come up with our initial hypothesis, which is, okay, I think that this offer is mm-hmm. going to resonate with this audience. But then when we create the campaign, what we want to do is we want to create a campaign and within that campaign, we want to test various different audiences. So we want to say, you know, we want to test maybe, let's say we've got a sporting product. We want yeah. to test an audience of people that are interested in football versus an audience of people that are interested in baseball. And what that allows us to do is it allows us to see, okay, well, the football fans are getting us better leads, better or better conversion rates than the baseball fans. So we've learned something there. And then similarly, when we create the ads, we want to test different variants of copy or different variants of creative images, videos, to then again see which images or creatives are performing best. And the, the reason this works is because we create a campaign the best advertisers in the world, when they create a campaign, mm-hmm. are rarely ever going to hit a home run first time. We're very rarely going to be able to you know, get the best return on ad spend possible straight out of straight off the bat. Uh, yeah, the first, first shot. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. So we create a campaign with all these different tests involved. And if you continue to do that, test and iterate, test and iterate over a long period of time, you will eventually get to a point where you have a campaign that's working well for you. So the main reason that people aren't seeing success is is around testing and not doing enough of it. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And indeed, what I always say, it's especially about ads, is all about collecting data, right? So the more tests you run, the more data you get, and then you can figure that out better exactly. for your next campaign. But then what, like, to which point people should test, you know? Because then there can be too little testing, but there can be too much testing probably. Yeah, to- totally. So it's, it's funny. I'd say most people, when I audit their accounts, regardless mm-hmm. if this is a, you know, a business spending $10 a day or $10,000 a day, mm-hmm. there, there's normally not enough testing going on. So okay. I'd say that probably the majority of people need to be testing more. Um, but so, sometimes when people take that advice, they, they will go too far and they'll maybe, you know, they that's might what have I would a, figure out uh, what I would imagine. That's why I asked, because then it's, at that point you feel probably uncertain, like, okay, I still don't have enough data. So yeah. let's test more, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes they might have, you know, a, a budget of, let's say $10 a day. So a small budget, but they'll have, you know, 200 ads running at one mm. time. And what happens if you if you go too far is then you just dilute your advertising budget too much and you don't really get any data again. So it's, it's about, you know, there, there's no right or wrong answer into how many tests you should be doing. But as okay. long as your campaign, when you're running your campaign, you can look at it and go, right, this is something that we are testing right now. Mm. And then you can come back to it in a few days, a week, a month, however long it needs and say, okay, right, we've learned from this. So we're going to make these next steps based on the data. Totally makes sense. And just in terms of content, would you suggest that the content that is being tested, it should always be the same format? So let's say static image versus static image, or in your experience, you saw that also mixing formats can can still be worth testing and actually gives you like significant results yeah i'm I'm a big fan of testing different formats so the Mm. majority of the ads that we run for clients will be typically either video or static image Mm -hmm. purely because it's kind of the easiest ones to create but there's there's no there's no right or wrong answer in terms of which one performs best or not i I would say generally speaking we prefer to see video ads if possible 
yeah. for the reason that they're they're more engaging, they're more eye-catching, but also allows you to build a video retargeting audience, which can be really powerful. So I, I'm a big fan of, of testing images versus videos, uh, the occasional carousel in there as well. And if we talk about, you know, knowing really how to use the system and being techy. Well, how techy does someone need to be in order to create ad campaigns that, well, besides ad campaigns in general, but ad campaigns that generate ROIs in autopilot? Because I do believe that's what ultimately everybody wants to do, you know, wants to be able to do. Totally. I think when it comes to advertising on Facebook, there's you, you can go very granular and very mm. techy into it and you can start looking at some of the scary words like attribution windows and, and these types of things. But the reality is for, for 99% of people, you, you don't need to be extremely techy to at least understand what's going on inside of, of the advertising campaign. So mm. what, what I like to do is, is to explain, you know, advertising is, is simply just amplifying a message yeah so if you have an offer or something that you want to promote advertising is just going to allow you to take that offer and reach more people with it so if we look at advertising like that then it becomes actually quite simple and if we if we think about our as a business our sales process and if we think about our offer and our ad campaign as just bringing new people into that sales process then it really kind of simplifies what we're trying to do. So it becomes a case of, okay, so how can we make the offer something that's interesting and compelling and, and exciting? And then how can we get that message or that offer across in a way that's compelling to people that are interested in it? And then that's, you know, if we think about it, Facebook advertising like that, then it simplifies it down a lot. But I think when, when we get into the actual technicalities of Facebook ads, then it can be quite confusing, especially if you're new to it. So what so what I tend to recommend all business owners do is regardless of whether they want to outsource it or they want to manage it in-house, is to at least understand the terminology and at least understand how a basic ad campaign works. You need to be able to understand the, the targeting functionality. You need to be able to understand the concept of testing and, and you should be able to understand the funnel and how the advertising works as part of the funnel because if you outsource your ads to an agency or a consultant but you don't understand the terminology and you don't understand at a basic level how it works then you're not going to be able to have the kind of partnership that you should and need to have in order to you know in order for it to be successful so in, ter in terms of with it, you know how techy you need to be to, to generate a return on investment, I think if you understand the fundamentals behind it all, then you set yourself up for a, a very good chance of success. But you should still commit to learning. If you want to use Facebook ads as a channel, you should commit to learning at least the basics around the terminology and how the system works. No, definitely. Also, because like on Facebook ads, Facebook Business Manager, there are so many changes happening all the time even with the targeting they reduced some categories time ago right because there used to be so many categories people could choose from and now mm -hmm. uh, there is way less it's like something that is continuously updating and changing so i believe that it's important that if you, you really want to see results and understand them you inform yourself and you learn and and i see your point of yeah working with agencies but then don't getting the point or don't understanding why certain things went in a certain way and then it's really difficult so to create a partnership right 
totally. I, mean, I see it all the time where a business will hire an agency and the business doesn't really know what's going on. They just hire the agency to, to do it all for them. And then when that happens, the agency maybe aren't getting results, but so they go back to the business and they can't really have a conversation yeah. on why things aren't working. The business owner just knows that things aren't working, but they can't really help with the with, with the solution. So it's, it's so, and, and in that case, what can often happen is the agency can, you know, lie to the client and make things up. Um, and so it's important for the for the mm -hmm. client just to be able yeah. to have a really good conversation with the with the agency to move things forward. Definitely. And um, well, what advice would you give to people who want to make sure they they want to attract qualified leads? Because that's then another step for the the, the funnel. Yeah, it's you know this is something a topic that I'm really bullish on, which is it's relatively easy on Facebook to generate mm -hmm. leads. And that you can you can create an ad, put out to people, and you will likely find some people sign up for for that thing. Pretty much everyone can do that. But what what's more challenging is being able to is being able to generate qualified leads. And what I mean by that is people that are actually interested in buying the product or the service that you're you know you're promoting. Yep. So whether that means for you that they uh, let's say you're a chiropractor, whether that means they're actually in pain or whether you are a business and that means that they actually have the budget to, to work with you. It's important when we do any sort of lead generation activity to ensure that the people that we're uh, getting to sign up, the leads that we're generating are qualified. Otherwise, you're just going to spend time yeah. and money and resources on them when you shouldn't be. So when it comes to advertising on Facebook, main strategy around making sure that leads are qualified is, is actually adopting a, a content first approach mm -hmm. when it, when we're advertising on yeah. facebook we're not just going out there and saying buy my stuff yeah. buy my stuff we're, we're going out there with content to say you know here are five reasons that you should uh you should see a chiropractor if you have back pain and then guess what's going to happen all the people that consume that content around back pain are essentially pre-qualifying themselves mm, because okay. you're not you're not going to watch a video on back pain if you don't have a sore back. And so by them pre-qualifying themselves, it means that, you know, I touched on this earlier, you can build a video retargeting yeah. audience to the people that have consumed your video and retarget them with an ad that says, hey, look, we know you've got back pain. We've got this free offer where you can come in and get a free, you know, 10-minute massage, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... With every client that we work with, we always ensure that they can create content that attracts and educates and entertains their dream customer. And we use the content to pre-qualify people before we hit them with an offer. Yeah, no, that's that's great, actually. And I think it's also probably a tricky point when you look at the ROIs, when you look at the results to identify that, right? Because, of course, eventually, if a not generated a lot of leads, but the sales don't match the leads then something's off. But I believe, yeah, that, you know, obtaining and gaining the, the qualified and like quality versus quantity. Totally. It's like the difficult part. Yeah, it's a seesaw. I like to explain it. Like there, there's, you have to generate quant a, a good quantity of leads, but I would much rather have 50 leads than 100 leads if the 50 leads were more qualified. And, and oftentimes, you know, that means that people have to think about their think about their marketing slightly differently because it's no longer about how, how can we generate the cheapest mm -hmm. leads 
that's that's yeah. you know when you ask when you're trying to generate the cheapest leads you're, you're going after the wrong thing it's about looking at our business model and saying okay how much can we afford to generate a lead and then creating that system you know the, through ads and working back and saying okay so out of the leads that we've generated and the cost per lead that we have is this profitable or not so when we ask or we people think about how do we generate the most cheap leads possible they're actually missing missing the main point and normally because i would assume that as we discussed at the beginning is not that the first ad you create it will generate the amount of leads that you want so how long does it take before finding out whether the amount you spend it's worth the leads you generate is there like um yeah i mean like a number of time like i do of course it's hard to say probably but more or less how many trials and tests does it takes Yes, yeah, it's a really good question. I think the, I mean, the answer is it depends. Uh, it depends on things like the budget mm. that the client's spending. You know, if you're spending a hundred dollars a day versus ten thousand dollars a day, you're going to have to wait longer to get the data that you need mm. because you're, you know, you're spending, you're spending less. But but saying that, as a kind of general rule of thumb, if we launch an ad campaign, we don't touch it for at least yeah, a week yeah. before we start making changes. That gives us a good amount of data. Some people like to go off the 100 visitors okay. rule. So get 100 visitors to your landing page and see how it converts. Mm -hmm. Based on that, you can then go, right, well, it works or or it doesn't work. Some people like going a step further and going, let's, let's get 100 signups. Uh, and something that we're actually doing with clients just now that's working really well is we report obviously as an agency back to the client on performance but we're asking clients to report back to us now on the quality of the leads that we generate so out of the leads that we generate how many of those are turning into customers and that allows us pretty quickly to be able to see you know are the leads that we're generating actually creating a real business benefit in terms of, of profit makes totally sense actually yeah it's a great way of yeah analyzing the thing and i think what you just said is going to be super useful for all the people that are listening to us right now in case they were having doubts how can i make sure like leads are qualified or how much should i test well and so to wrap it up could you tell us the top three things that any marketer should absolutely keep in mind before starting an ad campaign on facebook yeah. So number one, I would say ensure that you have all of the relevant tracking mm. in place. So we don't want to spend a penny on Facebook if we don't know where that money is going. So make sure you have the Facebook pixel installed and you've got all the tracking set up. Number two is I would say spend more time before launching a campaign than you think you need to. I want you to spend that time thinking about things like how can you create an offer that is irresistible when somebody sees it on their mm -hmm. newsfeed? So spend more time than you think you need to on your offer. And also, let's add that, to add that, spend more time than you probably think understanding who your customer actually is. And then the third point I would say is just test, test, and mm -hmm. test. So don't, don't come to Facebook advertising with assumptions on what you think is going to work best, is put different variations of audiences and, and copy and creative out there and let the data tell you what's best. Well, that was just great. Thank you so much, Gavin, for joining us today in our CC Talks for, yeah, oh, this brilliant conversation we had. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. It's fun.
And once again, thanks to all our, our listeners for being with us today. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and CC Talks on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts and to follow Creative Clicks on social media. Till next time.